Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast. Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. wrestling purist podcast my name is ryan um the reigning defending predictions champion and alongside with me as always is the former predictions champion that would be jeff hello hello um for first of all before we get rolling here we're not gonna forget it um Happy holidays to all listening. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us. Jeff, what am I forgetting? Hanukkah. Um, Hanukkah. Literally whatever, whatever you, uh, whatever you celebrate. We don't want to discriminate here. Whatever the fuck you celebrate, as long as you're having a great time, you're around family, you're enjoying your traditions, however you celebrate. Um, Happy whatever. Happy insert blank here. Yes. <laughs> um, to circle back here, Jeff and I had a hard fought battle here. Um, as in final battle, which um, I think a lot of us forgot was happening. Is that fair to say? Um, the AEW light or the AEW pre-show or post show yeah. um daddy going to shoot on this for a second oh, not uh. that we haven't done done already so we only predicted 11 matches because that's what was sorry actually there was 9 and i think there was two more added when i sent it to you originally but um it's 13 to 14 matches for AEW shows for ring of honor shows Period. Okay. And it's just a Tony Khan staple. This was the longest Tony Khan produced wrestling show. Wow. Booker of the year. This fucking show, Jeff. Uh, and I'm not even going to have you guess. 
This show went five hours. Fucking start to finish. Was it WrestleMania? Uh, well, um, let's see. We got the Von Erics on on a zero hour. Um, Daniel Garcia on zero hour. I, I feel um, bad because um, nobody has any idea who they are. I mean, I'm sure they. I, I'm sure there's a smart group that does, but well, um, also the Outrunners were on the were on zero hour. Which shout out to the Outrunners. God damn, they're so good. Um, um, the uh, Vikingo and Black Taurus was pretty good. They had a lot of lucha stuff going on, but they also threw in a lot of um lucha storylines. Um, if you've ever seen AAA, um, it's very reminiscent of a AAA match. Um, let's see, Ethan Page and Tony Nice was good. It was an I Quit match. Um, so it was actually pretty good. Uh, good to see Ethan Page getting a nice rub, even though it's on Ring of Honor. But um, new television champion is Kyle Fletcher. Um, wow. He outlasts everybody else in this uh, in this uh, survival of the fittest. So you know, good on them. Um, Wheeler Yuta retains against Tom Lawler. Tom fucking Lawler. Are we kidding? Are we fucking kidding? Um, Tom Waller, I think, had a match at... No, he, he was supposed to have a match at Forbidden Door, and he got bumped to a dark match and wrestled Serpentico. So we're saying that a win against Serpentico gets you a, gets you a pure championship match. Oh, that's Got it. Serpent. That's not Pentacle. That's Serpentico to you. Yeah, well, Serpentico can sir kiss my ass. Uh Keith Lee, Shane Taylor was good. I mean, I Shane Taylor gets dicked. I'm tired of it. Um, I'm skipping this Jay Briscoe, whatever fuck fest it was. Um Eddie Kingston <laughs> had <Yeah>. a proving <laughs> oh, I'll get back to why I'm really pissed about it. Um, Eddie Kingston over Anthony Henry um, in a proving ground match. Um, title not on not on one. Um, Athena main evented against Billy Starks. I heard it was really good. I didn't stay up for it. Not good shoot on that. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Being a Ring of Honor historian here on the Wrestling Purist Podcast, WP Pod One. Um, what is a fight without honor? How would you describe it? in relationship to um, a Ring of Honor storyline. It could be any storyline. It could be Steen Generico, just for a good example. How would you describe what a fight without honor would come to? Um, a fight without honor is going to... I mean, it's a no-holds-bar. It's a, it's, a, it's a blow-off match. It's bad blood. It's... But 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 with all that being said, it's not a directional street fight match, if that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. there is some it, it's usually it's usually safe for personal issues. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Generico and Steen, um, you know, uh, 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 
It's, yeah, it's not so much a blow off, but it's it's the last. You know, it's a fight without honor. It's the last hoorah. You know, the nail in the coffin should be a blow off. Should be the end. No holes bar. But again, mm-hmm. not not in a hit everybody with furniture away. Does that yeah. does that make sense? So you're saying that a fight without honor, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're saying that it's storyline driven, where whoever's in a feud at the time, um, are on opposite sides of said feud, and we're getting to a point where we, um, no longer have to adhere to the code of honor, um, but instead yeah. have to result to a fight without honor. Yes, uh, it, it the the blood is so bad that this is what it's come to. Damn it! All right, so. Here's here's my gripe. And we, I'm we, real we, I'm real fucking hot about this, by the way. We want to um, tear tear each other to pieces. Yeah. So over the summer we watched Death Before Dishonor. Um and we had a fight without honor. It was the Dark Order, which was which was Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver going over the team of Stu Grayson and and the Righteous. Now you can go back and listen. I was not a fan of them using the term fight without honor. Um, the storyline was calling for it, but then the spots in the match weren't, they were more trending on directional street fight than it was to fight without honor. Like when you're pulling out Legos. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Okay. <sighs> So we have, and God help me, don't get me rolling here, a Jay Briscoe Memorial fight without honor. Okay. Um hold, hold on. Let me let me let you know who's in this match. Okay. So we have on one team Mark Briscoe, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood. Okay. Okay. Oh, a fine team can you know considering um the Briscoe's last few their last match um was against F- FTR they had the year long feud everybody sucked that feud's cock it's fine on the other side of this f- quote unquote fight without honor fuck me Claudio Castagnoli Brian Danielson John Moxley <laughs> I don't understand the fight without honor. Then, look, here's my problem, and we've said this multiple times on this podcast. And you can like it or not; that's fine. So you don't. A, rest- so it's a gimmick. It's a and so now this has turned into a gimmick instead of a feud ender. And uh, look, this could have just been a Jay Briscoe Memorial Street fight. Or this could have been a um, this could have been you know what a Sandy Fork Street fight, you know yeah, and it could have been the Jay Briscoe Memorial Sandy Fork Street something along those lines. You use fight without honor, and it's a gimmick now. Okay, so, yep. so my big gripe about this is you throw is look, you're saying oh well, and you got Brian Anderson promos. I worked and wrestled. Jay Briscoe, I have all the respect for him. Fight without honor. And I, I summarized that pretty, 
you know, pretty loosely. But that was the point of the promo is like, so let, let me get this straight because your fucking promos are fucking stupid. Okay. The way you want to remember and honor <laughs> your, your, you know, fallen in this turn, in this case, brother, all right, your ring of honor brother, you want to honor them with a fight without honor. Yeah. It's my ass. This is the dumbest booking. Well, because, and well, look, and all I, you neckbeard fucking smarks, okay, are going to come out and say, oh, well, this, this, this match was so fucking good. This was so good. You got FTR, the best tag team in the world. Side note, not the best tag team in the world anymore, guys. Got to get off. Got to get off that high horse. Mark Briscoe, who has effectively you, you, been buried. And then the you, Blackpool Combat Club, who have been pushed so much by Tony Khan that they can't even get their heads out of their own asses. Okay, this was a horribly booked concept with an okay match that was horribly advertised. It, it's this is fucking awful. Yeah, you, you can't be in the best tag team. And, and again, I, I love FTR, but you can't be the best tag team in the world if you don't wrestle. Yep. Yep. And my so that's 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 my major gripe here is everybody, and I'm sure everybody has. Love this sh- this whole show because they can do no wrong. We lose thirty four million in a year, but oh, that's AEW. This fucking card has an eight point four eight rating on Cage Match. Kiss my asshole, motherfuckers. Well, you but but I mean you know why, you know why, Jeff. This match is getting mm-hmm. nine out of tens. That's equivalent to four and a half out of five stars. Yeah, because yeah, but I mean, the, you know why? Again, they can go out into the middle of the ring and shit in the middle of the uh, of the ring, and they're going to give it a four point seven, which is pretty much five. So yeah, uh, you know, but but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because, mm-hmm. um, they're. They aren't making any money. Well, Hold they're not on. making enough. They're not making enough money to. So, and and again, I would like to clarify that this match is broken into two parts, um, which I categorized it into one because the concept from the beginning was incredibly dumb. It, we had a fight to honor Jay Briscoe. That started, and there was a double countout, followed by the fight without honor that finished the match. Still means nothing to me. Mm, well, or couldn't whatever. care less. Because now I'm reading two different things, but and I honestly don't remember. It's already out of my out of my mind. <sighs> Jeff, I just try to make sense of it, and I shouldn't. I just shouldn't. And this, oh, but we have less than two thousand people in a, in attendance for final battle, and I wonder how many people. I wonder what the fucking buy rate is on this. ROH twenty twenty three. 
So, and, and yeah, I'm 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 there. So earlier this year, this is WrestleMania weekend had Super Card of Honor, um, thirty three hundred pay per view buys. Okay. Um, this is Death Before Dishonor now. Um, thirty eight hundred pay per view buys. Um, what the fuck are we doing? And you and the same people that want to stroke Tony Khan's ego want to turn around and shit on TNA. Yeah, you guys can kiss my ass. And yeah, I'll pretty much and, look, you got TNA out here signing Kushida and will actually use him as a talent. But you well, guys I mean... are excited about a fight without honor to honor another person. Yeah, fuck out of here. I, I know and I don't know why I work myself up over this I really don't I don't yeah I, I, I'm not getting on you brother but I don't know why you're getting so you're working you're getting fired up over this you know how this goes man and I'm working and here's the bad thing is that is that I'm working myself like like yeah. nobody's out here yeah. coming to me like oh well uh, well uh, this is really great you're just you're just really dumb like nobody's out here like coming for me I'm just yeah I'm just tired of people just not understanding I'm not saying TNA is the yeah, greatest they... thing in the world come on guys no 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 but at least no but at least like all 10 of you guys are actual fans 11 jeff no. you got to get it right oh sorry all 11 of you guys are actual fans that's okay um if it's okay i'd like to move off of tna or not off of tna i want to move to tna and away from Ring of Honor. fuck you all right i am ready to move off of ring of honor tony khan you're the worst um so two things. Number one, um, so we had uh, David David Penzer, the legendary voice of WCW, and the legendary voice in TNA since its inception. Um, is I don't know if he's retiring, but he's stepping away from TNA. Um, he has turned the mic over to Jade Chung, I believe that is Josh Alexander's wife. But she is also done. Yeah, that's who that is. Um, oh, is that she keep, had, keeping it in house? Um, the good thing is that she has already been doing some backstage stuff, so she's already there. Um, she did some broadcasting earlier this year. Um, she was the ring announcer for all their BTI stuff and pre shows, so she's a familiar voice. Um, although David Penzer was a huge reason why I stuck around because I just, I just I just love hearing hearing his voice you know um the other thing and I just want to get your opinion on this really really quickly um Scott Demore um in a recent um interview said um that that they're willing to spend 
money on a big free agent to to bring into the company. Um, it was released that they had made an offer to CM Punk, which we kind of already knew that TNA didn't have the bankroll for that. Um, goes on to say, um, and this is in reference to Hard to Kill, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some surprises for you. We are right there at the goal line of finalizing one of what I think to be one of the greatest, biggest signings in TNA. Now, um, I, I know. I know I, what you're I thinking. Trying, I ain't trying to mean to you, brother, but I, boy, I feel like you're setting yourself up to fall pretty hard here. Oh, I am. Because here's the thing. And as much as I love me some Scott Demore and I love TNA, um, Kurt Kurt Angle is the greatest signing in TNA history. Yeah, unless um, yeah. you, unless your signing is Kazuchika Okada, then it's not. Yeah, um, but they're not good. They're not going to sign Okada. Well, and even if they did, it would be like everybody else. They're going to sign him, and then he's going to go. He's going to come and do two or three shows, and they're like you know, they're not really going to sign him. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. He's for hire. He's well, for rent. Some, some, some of the names being thrown out though um, are Dolph Ziggler, Matt Riddle, and this is one that um, I shot into the group, and Eddie also had the same thought process. Alex Hammerstone. Uh, I mean, I would tell you the best out of that are those three is Hammerstone. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's, again. <laughs> Matt Riddle, crickets. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I mean, like, uh, okay, but now Hammerstone will be fresh. He'll be able to come in and do his own thing. He'll be Hammerstone. He'll do something different than he usually. You know, like he has room to play with. And the market, yeah. the internet wrestling market, isn't oversaturated with Hammerstone. Um. Also, he's only thirty-two. Wow. Um, he has been active in MLW since early 2019. Um, but he's worked the indies. He um let's see. Uh, oh, he was Tyler Breeze's bodyguard in NXT for a hot second. Um but other than that, there's a lot of I think with the way that MLW shoots and records and how they do like matches and match cards and week to week business, I think his body still has a lot left in it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So um, that's my hope is that Alex Hammerstone is TNA bound. Um, I also, if that happens, um, please TNA champion um, now. Okay. Thanks. Um, and then we have to end this little portion before we jump into our retro review today um, of a somber note. And I know this is really going to depress Jeff. Um, we have we have the queen on the shelf, uh, torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Um, she <sighs> is reportedly to be out um, up to nine months. Um, this was... Uh, this was the result of when she fell from the top rope in her match against Asuka. Um, 
So, uh, so thoughts. I watched it. Um, was it a botch or was it just was it just wrestling? You know, I don't know anymore. Okay. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, don't worry. The queen will come back and still be the queen. So. Oh. This hey. is going to be great because she's going to come back and guess what? I think you know what's going to happen mm. to the moon. Oh, um, as long as it's not Bianca Belair or Becky Lynch, um, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Um, not to say that Becky Lynch is getting into Bianca Belair territory for me. Um, well, we're pretty close, ma'am. She's really, she's really vanilla. And that's not a and just in case we have some people that are questioning it. It's not a race thing. Becky Lynch is incredibly boring. Her character is stale as all get out right now. Uh, you don't have to explain yourself. We're not. We I never judge it, anybody on here by no about damn race. You never know, ma'am. <laughs> all right. Let's get into this retro review. Uh, we are talking about Vengeance 2001 today, courtesy of the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, this is December 9th from the San Diego Sports Arena in San Diego, California. This show had just over 12,000 in attendance with a 307,000 buy rate. But what, is, but what does that mean, Jeffrey? Uh, it's called making money. Um, so that's called. God, I wish I had the sound effect for. Um, oh no, what's it called? Not when Ben Stein's money. No, I don't want that one. Um, Who wants to be a millionaire? No, like like. What am I? It was on all that. I'm fucking dead certain of it. Yeah, when when there's like the it almost smells it, it almost sounds sounds like uh it's not Morse code but it's like the it's when you put on the the green tin advisor and you're crunching numbers you know yes mm-hmm. yes that yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you um, I was thinking of all that and the first thing I thought of was everyday French with Pierre's cargo oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, let's see, you got Good Burger, Dolmont Junior High School. See, now I'm on this. Um, Everyday Friends with Pierre Escargot. A librarian. Oh, uh, The Adventure Super Dude. That's not it. Have a Nice Day. Spice Boys. Walter the Ear Boy. Island Girls. Spice Boys shows the time period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spice Boys see. tells you it's 96, 7, 8. Um, so, oh, God, I forgot about this. So, yeah, Josh Server, Danny Tamborelli, Keenan mm-hmm. Thompson, and Nick Cannon. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then oh, the Nicholas fifth, Cannon. And then the fifth one was Dead Spice, but he was dead, but he was the skeleton. Yes. Uh, oh, my God, it might be Vital Information. Vital Information. With Lori Beth Denberg. Oh, yeah, oh, Lori Beth, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So what do we say? 307,000. Um, let's see. 2001. 
would have been how much do you think for a pay per view, Jeff, in two thousand one? Maybe like thirty bucks. Oh yeah, thirty for thirty, thirty five. Let's go thirty. Let's go thirty just to aim low and. Okay, let's do it. Holy shit! Um, so. Oh wait, this has to be twenty twenty three. This has to be two thousand one. So just off of that, we're looking at nine point two one million. Yeah. A cool. Yeah, cool. Um, the inflation rate would be um almost sixteen million dollars on a B show. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, like yeah. not a throwaway show because I I wouldn't say that, but uh, but uh, a, no, a, but in a, a show to get us to the next show. Yeah, but in all fairness, if you're looking at your big four and then the next set of pay per views are going to be your mm-hmm. B shows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's fair. So it's not it's not a slap in the face to them, but. It is a show to get to the show because this is right between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. So we just came out of Survivor Series uh, 2001. I'm only saying 2001 because this was the winner-take-all five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match between the Alliance and Team WWF, um, which ultimately came down to Austin and The Rock, which The Rock won. That means that the Alliance is no more. The Rock is uh, the sole survivor. Um, And then slowly but surely, and we'll hit on some points as we go through of we're having things kind of return to normalcy a little bit to kind of pre-invasion. Triple H is on the poster for this, um, but he is... Um, not around right now. He's not going to be around for about another month. Um, he, uh, tore his left quad. Um, did he ever? Oh boy. In a extremely memorable moment. Um, and so this is in May. It was him and Austin versus, uh, Jericho and Benoit. And uh, Jericho to Austin trapped in the walls of Jericho. A Triple H ran in and tore his quad. He would definitely make Kevin Nash proud. Uh, completely coming off the bone. Um, so. We don't see him for the in, almost the entire invasion storyline. Yeah. And it's almost hard to believe, considering Stephanie McMahon was a pretty was was an authority figure, I guess I would say, or half of one, because Shane was the other half, um, mm-hmm. half of a an authority figure for for the alliance. But Triple H nowhere to be found. But um, what do you think, Triple H? What do you think his effect would have been on the invasion storyline? Uh, 
I mean, I'd probably tell you he would be, he would go from, you know, burying like he did to burying them. <laughs> is that safe to say? Is that safe to say? You know what I mean? Um, like I yeah. just feel like like I, I I just feel like he would go from Triple H to Hulk Hogan. He would be the champion of of you know it. Well, just like he'd uh, years 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 down the road, just like he was when he was um. Remember when Hulk Hogan uh, when he was wrestling Sting and he was like, "You're gonna get, we're gonna kill WCW," like you know, like even like oh, yeah. not too long ago at a couple of the, a couple uh, you know wrestle you know WrestleMania manias ago. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I think. I mean, he would be if you thought him bearing people like regular. Um, hold on to your butts because it'd be a tornado, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Hold on, hold on to your butts. Hold on yeah. to your butts. Well, son of a butt. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this pay per view in particular is is the real focal point. Is the unification of the uh, is the WWF Championship and uh, Big Gold, the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, which all comes to a head at the very end of this show, which is um, a sight to behold because we, we really coming out of the invasion. There were so many different paths. I think that could have happened. Uh, You could have kept WCW as its own brand. You could have kept, the titles around and rebranded either Raw or SmackDown to WCW. Uh, a myriad of options, I think. Um, but they went with yeah. unification here. Um, and thank God Test won that um, immunity battle royal because his job wasn't safe. This is a test, test, test. <laughs> this is a test, test, test. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all is going on. Like like I said, um, as we go through, it'll be kind of um, kind of reverting back to pre-invasion. Uh, for example, um, um, Vince Vince McMahon did uh, three three things after Survivor Series. Um, number one, he invited Shane and Stephanie to TV only to have them thrown out of the building, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, um, number two, uh, Vince fired Paul Heyman and brought back Jerry Lawler. Um, and it's yep. funny, Heyman's getting pulled out by security and, um, Heyman's trying to jump JR and, JR gets a few punches in. Um, so um here's here's the other part, and here's the third part is Vince wanted to give the WWF title to Kurt Angle as a reward, in air quotes, for being the mole in the alliance. 
Um, so, um, not so fast. All right. Cause we're not jet stealing, wheeling, dealing sons of guns yet. All right. Cause Ric Flair's here. Um, and he says that Shane and Stephanie sold their stock, uh, to fund the invasion to him. Mm -hmm. So that means they are 50, 50 owners. Uh, it's great. I wonder. Um, I wonder if they bought. I wonder if they bought stock in Woo Wings. <laughs> Woo uh, Woo Wings. <laughs> Woo Wings. God damn it! So bad, Blair. Stop pouring yourself out. God damn. Woo Energy was enough. Now we got Woo Wings. <laughs> It's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh man. Um. So anyway, Austin gets the title. Austin attacks McMahon. Um. Flair wants to do Austin Rock. Vince wants to do Jericho Angle. Um. We get what we end up getting here as the main event. So. Um. So let's get this kick in here. Um, opening video package. Um, kind of weird. Um, you've got Freddie Blassie um, sitting there watching um, clips of former champions. Um, we get we get astronauts, weightlifters, clowns, mobsters, dancers. Um, kid, kid, kids with slinkies, kids with slink guy, like, come on. And then tonight, there are four men, three matches, two titles, and one undisputed champ. Wait for it, Lugs presents. <laughs> oh, <Lugs. laughs> WWF Vengeance. I said, Oh, Lugs. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <sighs> man, Lugs. Such a, such a early two, 2000s thing. Oh, their fucking things are everywhere. I don't think anybody listening. Um, knows what a lug or lugs would be. So. No, and 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 we we don't have time to we don't have time to explain it to you. Just know that we're creeping up on Lugs's twentieth anniversary. Okay, so God, are we really? Um, twenty fourteen, they celebrated their tenth anniversary. Um. Of Birdman's signature lugs by releasing a new Birdman shoe in the low and mid top styles. Oh boy, what a time to be alive! <laughs> Gosh, um, oh, Jesus, just looking at some of the names that became like lugs endorsers. Uh, Howard Stern, uh, Dr. Dre, Will Smith, Jamie Foxx, Orange County Choppers. 
Right, at least um, candy choppers. I know, right? Um, uh, Leah, uh, Leoto Machida, Houston Alexander, uh, and Quentin Rampage Jackson, and Cain Velasquez. Oh, Machida. Mr. Cross Eyes himself. Yeah, and this shit. Yeah. Um, God, what fight was that? Where he just got fucked up. Was that um I think I think I think that was Shogun. I think I think that was a Shogun fight. Yeah. Mauricio Shogun. Oh fucking Shogun. Um uh, so we kick it to Jr. and Jerry the King Lawler running down the card, and right in the middle as they're doing it, um, Vince is coming out. Um, Jr. makes a comment that Vince isn't himself after The Rock shoved Vince's head into Rikishi's backside. Um, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, Jeff, what is? The Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> well, it's a club that we're not in, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, um, well, maybe we are with all the fucking merch we've bought and everything, everything else. Um, uh, pretty much Vince going around telling people to kiss his ass. If you got sideways with Vince, guess what you had to do? If you had any qualms with Vince, guess what you had to do? He's the boss, so guess what you have to do? That simple. This this man, this Vince is so good. So good. So and I love I, I love the good yeah. old days too mm-hmm. here where we'll get into it later too, but you can just have fun. They're saying stuff on this show that you could never say in today's climate, you know. Like, oh, I love it. I love it so much. So just to circle back here just a little bit because the end, okay, so Survivor Series, I know it's November. So November 18th. So November 19th, the very next night is when the Kiss My Ass Club debuts and its first inaugural member, uh, Mr. William Regal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And this kind of started a run. Um, next was JR. Um, and then there's a big gap in between who is in the Kiss My Ass Club. Um, it did come back for a while. Um, so it goes from Regal to JR. The same night that JR was there, um, it was supposed to be Austin next. Um, Steve Austin just, you know, kicked his ass. So. And do you know who assisted Jim Ross in joining the Kiss My Ass Club? I do not. Oh, I mean, Rock? Um. Well, I guess it's. Well, no, then. <laughs> that would be a 
Dead man walking. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, I, you know, I don't do. Joe, are you gonna kiss a man ass? I, I, hell no, I ain't. Then he, are you better than me, Jr? Uh oh. Now we're cooking. To, um, and then the last one for this brief period of this kiss my ass club um november 29th episode of smackdown um vince tries to get trish stratus to kiss his ass the rock comes out um that whole thing so you can google it to watch it um the one with the rock is probably the most worth it um (sighs) uh so pretty much um Vince is setting the record straight. He said he's not going to kiss anyone's ass until Ric Flair intervened. Austin threatened him. Whatever. Um, This is kind of a weird segment to start the show because it kind of feels like you save this stuff for TV and you don't necessarily make the opening segment of your pay-per-view just a promo. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, but, but I mean they they pay it off later, right? Yeah, they do. They do. Um. So, uh, pay per view starts. We get we get um, we get some banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it. Woo woo! So this is the team of Alberts and Scotty Tuhati. Also known as Scotty Tuhati and Albert the Hip Hop Hippo. Um just a just rolls right off the tongue. Oh, of course. Um and they are taking on this is a test, 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 test. And Christian at last he's on his own. Amen. So, Scotty Tuhati wanting to get some revenge on Test. Test took his spot in the um, in the battle royale, the immunity battle royale. Um, um, Christian trying to make peace here um, due to him defecting to the alliance. Uh. So we kind of just merged feuds together to get to here. Um, yeah, is what it is. Um, a little hodgepodge. Yeah, this is like pre-un-Americans with Christian and Test. But uh, Jeff, we have an opening contest here. What did you think of uh, the opening tag match here? I I enjoyed it in because it, it kind of had that feel of um your first initial like get the crowd involved type of deal where you with your first you know your curtain jerker as a, as yep. a kid say um, uh-huh. so yeah it was fun in a good way and had real wrestling it was still taken seriously 
um, what really what really stuck out to me was, um, uh, what's this? What's um, uh, a man of a million gimmicks and a million names? A, a man of a million gimmicks and a million names. What's his name here? Uh, a train. What's what's oh, his yeah. name? I'm, Albert. I'm drawing a blank. Al. You you can even call him the hip hop hippo if you want to. Yeah. So, uh, and again, he was you know at the PC forever coaching and stuff and it shows because you go back and you look at this and for as big as he is he's so athletic and agile he's actually bumping around like a ping pong ball that you wouldn't think you know if you just kind of looked at him you know you would judge him and say like oh well no sky too high. and sky too high he was was wrestling fine but you would think oh sky's taking all the bumps oh man um mr matt bloom i cor- correct is his real name i believe mm-hmm. mr bloom was bumping his ass off This is a an above average opener, and this is probably one of the better matches on this card. And I say that uh, to all of Jeff's points. Um, Christian's a worker. Um, Albert's a worker. Test underrated. Scotty Tuhati was always in this role of get your ass kicked and get out. Um, I.E., I believe it was the 01 Rumble where it's the Undertaker and Kane standing in the ring and then Scotty Tuhati is the next one to come out and they both just stand there like facing him as he's like kind of tiptoeing out of the back trying to walk down the aisle. Just walks in and gets his ass kicked. Like, but he's he's a fine worker though. And he's hot with the crowd. Nobody yeah, hits no, a better yeah, yeah, worm yeah. than Scotty Tuhati. No, I I agree. Um, um so uh so Christian goes for the unprettier. Um Albert instead grabs him, hits the um hits the Baldo bomb. I actually had to rewind it to make sure and put on the subtitles to yeah. make sure that's what it was called. Um, but gets but gets the win for um, the team of Scotty Tuhati and Albert the Hip Hop Hippo. Um, I mean, he's been everything. Yes. Um, I mean. Look, and to your point, Albert got the hot tag there towards towards the end. So I thought that was a nice change of pace for their typical tag matches during this time. So And and it was it was uh it just felt right. This whole this whole card has a, a it's weird because I mean, don't be wrong. What this is two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, twenty two years ago, roughly, which is a long time. But I mean, I'm an old man. And it doesn't feel like it. And you go back and you look at this show, and it's in my mind, it's a newer show. Like, yes, it's not the twenty ten or twenty fifteen. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and you look at this show. It just feels different. 
like everything's done right. The interviews are done right. The crowd is different how it used to be and into it. Um, I don't know. I just enjoyed and not that this show was necessarily uh, uh, knock your socks off, but I just enjoyed the not old school sense, but the old school by the turn of the century technology and everything else. Like later on on the pay-per-view edge gets thrown outside and people are taking pictures with cameras because there aren't cell phones. Well, there are cell phones, but they don't have 4k, uh, <laughs> cameras on them. Later you get, you get Ric Flair talking to somebody on a flip phone that he had to pull the antenna out of, you know, oh, it's yeah. just a, yeah, it's just a sign of the times back then, which, but also to me, is good because the wrestling's that way is good as well. And I mean, and I, and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Yeah. Definitely agree. It almost, to your point on the cell phone, like 1992 war games, Polly dangerously uh, pulling it out, had the cell phone ready. Such a historian. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're going to jump back to uh, the coach interviewing William Regal. Um, we've been talking about like Randy Orton being back and being just incredibly yoked. Um, William Regal right here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And on top of that, God, damn good fucking promo. Yes. You want to know why? Because uh, William Regal is a professional, damn it. No, uh, no, he is. And I think he's clean at this point, too. Good. Uh, he is, and there's no... Um, I mean, it wasn't like Jake the Snake-esque, but it was Jake the Snake-esque, as in, like, he wasn't Hogan, he wasn't yelling, he wasn't telling you what he's going You know, when I get my hands on you... No, no, no. I, I mean, yes, there was an aspect of that. But it was nice. It was cool. It was calm and collected. And when he was done, you were like, "Man, he's gonna fuck up. He's gonna fuck up Edge." Like that's that's what it sounded like. Not like not like now where we have promos telling you, "Ha ha, look how funny we are." Laugh, laugh, laugh. Wink, wink. Nope. He literally cut a wrestling promo saying how he wanted to, you know, jerk a knot in his ass, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, God, I totally forgot that William Regal was in WCW until like 2000. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's funny because he goes from he goes from WCW to WWF, then back to WCW, then back to mm-hmm. WWF. Yeah. And it, every time he's left, there's always been some something that's happened to kind of push this a little bit. So when he left WCW the first time, it was off of he was coming off that match against Goldberg. Yeah, where again, if you don't know, look it up. I don't have time to explain it, kids. But 
or as rough and as tough and like Goldberg's gimmick who will have you think that he's some real fucking pit fighter. Yeah, uh, William Regal would have stretched him to fucking death. He damn near did, and there was nothing he could do about it. Nothing he could do about it. Seriously. Stop, stop me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, please, mm -mm. God. Not all. You're good. Um, there's always this quote. Um, Regal gets uh, confronted by Bischoff af afterwards in the back, and he <laughs> Regal says, I can't hit myself. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Yeah. One guy's wrestling, and the other guy is, uh, you know, I'm over because I haven't lost and doesn't know it's not real. Doesn't know it's a work, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, So off of that, he goes to the WWF. Um, Regal gets addicted to painkillers. Um, and about this time, that's when he was getting the real man's man gimmick. He's a man. He's a man. Um, give you one guess as to who created this character. Oh, no idea. I mean, I guess Vince, but no. So that's too easy. So uh, I don't fucking know. Go ahead. Which Vince? Um. Oh, so so it was Vince. Well, oh, jeez. Yeah. No. Oh, gosh. Come on, bro. Mr. I went ahead Russo. and swerved this just for you, bro. That's right. This character and gimmick were created by Vince Russo based on the image of the brawny man. Oh jeez, I'm sure it was good, good shit. Um, the vignettes are legendarily bad. Um, he's just doing man manly things like him chopping wood. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's like a mixture between the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Mountie. Is that is that safe to say? <laughs> uh... Probably, yeah, right in the middle. Um, he's using a straight razor. He's squeezing his own orange juice. Like, just a real man. Yeah. Um, he checks so, himself in the rehab because he was on um, Renutrient, pain medication, and Valium. Wow. When he checked himself in. So out of WWF comes back to WCW. Um, Regal gets released by WCW, so he loses. Oh no, no! I this is a total accident, by the way. Um, Regal loses a career versus career match in WCW two thousand. Do you want to take a guess, Jeff? No, I don't, but it's, it's going to piss me off. Uh, it's actually going to do the complete opposite. No, no shit. No that shit. should tell you all you need to know. All right, shoot. Um, Regal lost his career versus career match to Jim Duggan. 
Well, geez, well, that means shit and Romeo and breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, not to mention this is for the television title, also. So, oh. <laughs> so and all is right with the world. I guess. Oh shit. Well, more well, uh, your name Jeff. It is. Damn it. So then he comes back to the WWF. All all is written. All is right with the world. Great promo here. Um. So we go to this match now. It is Edge, your Intercontinental Champion, taking on Willie Riggs, William Regal. Um, Edge tells the referee to check for William Regal's legendary brass knuckles. Uh, ref doesn't find anything. Uh, and this is essentially just a um, this kind of happened in a schmaz. Yeah, but the, I I thought the match was good though. Oh yeah, no, the build was kind of iffy, but the match itself was fine. Yeah, I agree. It was, it it was simple. Yes. And it could be because I've watched a lot of AEW as of late. Um, just trying to catch up and keep up with certain things. But it was just a solid match between two professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um uh Regal tries to cheat in this match, but to no avail. Um Edge hits the spear and wins. He pulls his brass and knucks out of it, like from up under the corner of the ring. And can we, <laughs> again, wrestling with the times, can we all enjoy how the brass knucks are actually brass? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Mr. Material over here. You did right. Yeah, so... um. I enjoyed the simplicity of this. Um, obviously, both at this point in their careers are both mid-carters. Um, they do a nice job of exchanging maneuvers, letting the other, letting their opponent be the dance partner instead of vice versa. So, I thought it was a pretty good match. What do you think? Yeah, I... I, I really enjoyed this. I, I, I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah. It, it just, it, it sucks that they got the time that they did because I think nine is fine. But imagine giving these guys like four to five more minutes. I uh, think they could have added. Yeah, I know. I yes. Listen yeah. to the time police. Hey, look, the time police, all right, can pull over anyone he wants. Okay. But sometimes it's just for a check. Sometimes it's just to see how y'all doing, you know? License registration beyond beyond your way, you know. Wow. Nobody's detaining anybody here. All right. John Claude Van Damme, aka Max Walker and Time Cop, everybody. Time Cop. Bang. Mm-hmm. Bang. Yeah. Huh? 
only I could look like him in that movie. God damn. God oh. damn damn. Nice specimen. Jean Claude Van Damme. Time cop. Max Walker. Just just gotta look at him. Look at that fuck. Yeah. I was looking at the IMDB page for it. Just the just the not too long curls of his hair. Just yeah, it's the yeah, it's the Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Um spot on. Yeah. Like not mullet, not uh not Kenny Rogers, right Mm. in the middle. Yeah. Expertly done. And his name is Max Walker. Good job. Max Walker. Max Walker, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's this match is enjoyable going into it blind. But if you're listening to this and haven't watched it, I would go back and watch it when you have a clear mind. Because I think that's what really did this for me is that um this was a this was a two watcher, Jeff. Um uh, oh yeah, it it actually is. It really is. It's it's good, but on top of that, it's you can't feel the smash goes nine minutes. You can't. Man, this is high praise coming from you. I know, right? I know. Hey, the time police, he's typically an asshole, but today he's making an exception. All right, so Hey, don't worry. We're we're getting the one here in a little bit. The time police will be back. Uh oh. Time police two, back with a vengeance. <laughs> you if you want a really good laugh, type uh do type in time cop car like that. Oh God, I haven't seen time cop in so long. Yeah, that'll that'll pop you. <laughs> <That'll tip you. laughs> it's <not> shit. <laughs> it looks like a DeLorean fucked a DeLorean. It looks like we could have made it in fucking five hours with cardboard. <laughs> That's probably what it's, they did. And silver spray paint, but hey. Oh my gosh. You know what this looks like? It looks like the DeLorean combined with the um Space car from um, Total Recall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spot on. Also, the original Total Recall, not the Colin yes. Farrell Total Recall. Oh, I I don't even. What's that? <laughs> you, I I I know you're. I know you're just kidding, but it still hurts. Mm. Um. But yeah, this was a solid match. Um, the brass knucks, unfortunately, were the focal point to this story. Um, and then tying in the talent with it. So, yeah, a little disappointing on that end. But overall, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, backstage, Flair on the phone with someone. Kurt Angle walks up. Uh, reminds Flair about um, what Vince was saying earlier. Um, all this good stuff. Um, this is a good. This is a great promo. Kurt Angle kills it. 
Uh, no, no surprises whatsoever. Um, so Flair essentially is like, I, I believe in you. You know, uh, you have the ability and you have a good shot at winning. And he goes, it's more than that. I will kick Austin's butt and watch Rock and Jericho beat the crap out of each other. I'm like, sure. I, I've said I've said this before. Ironically, he is a wrestler, but he's the best non-wrestler in professional wrestling history. Yeah. Man, yeah, you're right. Oh man, and then we get this bullshit. Um Lita warming up in her um Shit, special guest referee outfit. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, sure. Why? Why not? I'm not investing any time into this. I can't. It's not worth my time. So we move on to this match because I I can't. It's Matt and Jeff. Lita's the referee. Um, it's fine. Uh, so, um, I thought the lead up to this, but it, but like the package that they showed was really good, like them arguing, and then like then yeah. Matt like shoves Lita to the ground, and like uh, it, I thought this was really really good. Them through the years and walking down the road, and like I, I, I I'm all about brothers, 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 wrestling. I'm all about hey, it. He didn't just need a partner. He needed a brother. <laughs> he needed a brother. Uh, sure, why not? Yes, tends to fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> at one point, Matt's like, "This means a lot to me. Um, it's my opportunity to prove that I'm the brains of the Hardy Boys and the better wrestler." Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so like I said, we get Matt and Jeff. Lead is the referee. Um it's fine. Uh I love how Jeff came out and then Matt the the music just kept rolling and Matt came out. <laughs> I, I thought that was a good touch. I mean you didn't want to hear the same song start over twice? Well, I mean, I just in a world where they could have done that or done something wonky or, you know, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, so this match, nothing to write home about it, but I liked it. I did. Again, maybe I again, I could just be a well, I am. I'm a sucker for sibling, brother, whatever. Um, I, I, th- I thought the ending was good. I thought the finish was really good. You know how they how it went with uh, Matt getting his foot on the ropes and Lita not well not being a referee, but well being the referee, but obviously not being a referee all the time. She didn't see it and she counted the three, and then later they pay it back. Like yeah, I, I yeah, I enjoyed that. And then it kind of Matt was you know swarmy right here anyway, so he just kind of fed into that later down the line with the feud and mm-hmm. yeah, because he's 
this is before his version, right? Version one, V one. Oh yeah. This, yeah, this is way before that. Yeah. So Wow yeah. now now wow now now wow. Yeah, and he hates mustard. But yeah. <laughs> he he can also slap a tornado. Yeah. So yeah. Again, match not a barn burner, but I I enjoyed it. Hmm. I can slap a tornado. Best part of that song. Um, but this is the interesting finish, and I do like the finish. Um, <sighs> Jeff hits a swanton, covers for three. Um, he's being crowned the winner. Uh, the problem, Matt got his foot on the ropes, um, and Jeff pulls it away. Before the special guest referee notices. Mm -hmm. So Jeff wins. Yeah. You know, and it, it it just here's the crowd was dead for this for some reason, and I can't really figure out why they weren't ready for this Hardy Boys feud. Well, I I have a theory. So Okay. They just had a wrestling match. Yeah. That was it. There was no uh, ladders. There was no tables. There was no chairs. Like, you know, anytime you see the Hardys, that's what happens when you do everything all at once. Um, you know, they were waiting for them to, you know, if it was a directional street fight match, they would have been hot like a mother. But it wasn't. It was just an actual wrestling match with no tomfoolery or furniture. So, you know, every time you see the Hardys are doing that type of stuff, and when they don't do it, you're like, well, what the hell's going on? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, spitting straight facts. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Um don't worry, the next match doesn't get them excited, so we'll see how we can kind of get there. Um backstage. Uh, Trish goes into the Rock's locker room. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, she was just telling the Rock, thank you. And what you did to Vince was awesome. And he shoved his face into Rikishi's butt. Um, Trish then kisses the Rock on the cheek. Um, she goes to leave, but the Rock stops her. Um, and then he says, um, my only focus is walking out the undisputed champ. However, if they, if we both win tonight and lay the smack down, there will be plenty of time for her to smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah. He he like he like touches his you know like chest or like groin area and you can just hear the crowd go crazy. And it's just like Jesus. Man, these people this just this time back then when I don't know. You know my motto, wrestling will never be as big as it was. I guess that's all I'm trying to say.
Correct. All right. Well, we move from that to this tag match. Um, the uh, the Dudley Boys with the Duchess of Dudleyville, that'd be Stacy Keebler, taking on the team of Kane and the Big Show. Yeah. Um. I'll make this quick. This was a dumpster fire. Yep. Uh, it was a match. There was regular stuff that these both tag teams do. I'm sorry, but Big Show is awful here, and he just mucks up the whole thing. <laughs> Dudleys go over with a 3D to a uh, to turnbuckle that's um, exposed, and that's that. Um, sorry, Kyd. Sorry, Kyd. If I if I'm mowing through that one, but that, there 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 is no meat on that bone there. Look, the Big Show is getting into Lex Luger territory now. Getting shit. Look, I. God's being nice. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm really feeling it because uh, here's here's the problem is that uh, the difference between the Big Show and Kane because the similarities are that they're both big guys. Um, they both hit a choke slam. Sure. But the difference is the big show is immobile and the and Kane actually moves around, has some variation. The big show has no like new things in his offense. It's been the same for 25 to 30 years to this point. Kane doesn't get to do doesn't get his flowers. He's one of the best big man ever. Yeah, him and him and him and Bam Bam Bigelow don't get the respect. Undertaker's good and he can wrestle, but Undertaker and guy, in my opinion, Undertaker and guy got nothing on Kane. Kane's a way better fucking worker, way better. But yeah, for what it's worth. So yeah. Well, I mean, when you go from when you go from evil dentist to fake Diesel to uh, supposedly dead brother, I mean, it's only up from there, brother. Hey. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything Jeff said. This is not great. Um, I would have almost rather them not make a title defense here. Have them do it on like a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Because. Just not good. Um, I don't know really why Kane and the Big Show were paired together. I think just fate had brought them together, and they had no chemistry. Just to your point, wasn't good. Yeah, I just sure on it. It's a... Lita backstage going to Matt Hardy's locker room to apologize. She's saying she didn't see his foot on the ropes. Um, <laughs> Matt packs his bag and goes. That's it. He's done. Okay. Um, JR thanks Drowning Pool for letting them use the song Sinner. 
array. <laughs> then we get a, then we get an interesting match, and I I didn't see it until earlier today. Um, it's Rob Van Dam, your current hardcore champion, taking on the Undertaker. Yep. Uh, so what did you think of the hardcore match? Because I know it's not your forte, but if the wrestling is strong enough, I feel like he'll give it a shot. Um, I watched it. I didn't think it was terrible. Did I like it? No. Because you know who's not good at wrestling each other? Undertaker and RBD. <laughs> they, 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 they just don't click in. Um, I mean, they both didn't do anything wrong necessarily. And RVD's bumping his ass off. And again, yeah. another world. Not, not, not another world. He's another guy, you know, who kind of sabotages career to some extent. But, man, he's such a talent. He's such a talent. God, RVD. Yeah. Um. Again, like we've said on this show before, 25 years, 30 years too, too early. Yeah. But. I'd agree yeah. with that. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan in this one. Fair. Um, I thought it was all right. Um, like, I mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my oh my, oh my God, like, just pull your eyes out. Like, no, but uh, herky-jerky. Yeah. Yeah, the finish is pretty off the wall, though. I will say um, that RBD tries a lot of Van Daminators here towards the end of this match. Um, Taker choke slams RBD off the stage onto a table. So, to me, using the set design in order to make a good to make a spot go from good to great is exactly why you have pay per view designated set designs. Um, we just cover now. We've covered a bunch of Shane McMahon matches, um, and now I'm trying to remember the one that Steve Blackman chased him up with the kendo stick. Yeah, up the up, thing, and then he yeah hits him, and he falls down. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just um. Yeah, but the, but that's another example of this, um. Also, the other reason why I liked this, I think, a little more than you is, and and this is completely fair. Don't get me wrong. Um, Taker is known to be kind of a work-when-I-want-to kind of guy. Um, he seemed a little more motivated here, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would second that. Because, I mean, yes. again, RBD is not the kind of guy – if you don't bring it, then he's going to wrestle circles around you. Yes. Or he's going to make you look not like him. Maybe he realized that and was like, oh, shit, better better get my shit together. Yep. Uh, Terry. Um, but, yeah, um, I like this a little more than you, but it could have also been that I saw the difference in what The Undertaker was bringing to the table. And... It was pretty all right. 
It's fair. Um, backstage flair on the phone again. He's on the phone a lot during this show. He's talking to somebody. Oh, oh, he's uh the wheeling dealing, kiss stealing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to them all. So um uh Jericho tells him to hang up and that um and that Flair is sitting there. Um, but he has no confidence in Chris Jericho. Fine. Um, this is more of a this is more of a build up for Jericho to win this match. I think because it's more or less he's um, he accuses Ric Flair of thinking that um, he can't be the undisputed champion. Um, Ric Flair says more power to you if you can pull it off. Um, so I think this is more of just a setup to him winning this match. Mm, I disagree. Mm. I, you're not wrong. I just didn't get that feeling though. Well, I mean, and I guess feelings are subjective i guess oh, yeah. so there's that's fair uh-huh. but yeah i just see i went the opposite way i i thought they were like hedging their bets like fair enough in case it in case it didn't happen like well i mean it's chris jericho so there's no way he would win it but yeah fair fair enough i get that well you know what i didn't get Our next match between women's champion Trish Stratus and Jacqueline. Okay, so I'll do us a quick synopsis. This match was awful. The best thing about the literally the best thing about this match was the finish. Um, and it was Trish running winning by backslide, which I love. I love a backslide. Uh, uh, you know, and like not sorry. Let me back up. Not like sexual or because they're women. Like no, I just love a good pin with with a backslide. I absolutely do. Um, I'll double down here and I'll say that I like a backslide for finish, but I also mean it in the you know, sexual way. So, um, I'll go and jump on that bandwagon. Um, here's what pisses me off about this. And, um, so in the build here, um, Trish is feuding with Stacy. Okay. They have a gravy bowl match on Thanksgiving and then a bra and panties match. Um, then the whole kiss my ass thing, Rock saves Trish, all good. Um, so then right after kiss my ass, then they rebooked this match. Um, and here's the problem. It's 2001. Trish Stratus can, she's probably the one of the better workers for women on the roster at the time. <laughs> um, and Jackie can wrestle. Yeah. Uh, but um, and this is what I was saying earlier. Somebody get the siren on the car. Here we go. Time wee woo, wee woo. Come on. I I get it's the it's the sign of the times. We're late 2001. Women's wrestling isn't serious, but three and a half minutes? Yeah. It almost makes me feel like something kind of got cut for time. Oh yeah. So 
uh, shame on whoever's booking this show because it should have been better if you're going to make these women a focal point. And if you're still in that attitude era feeling where you want to, you know, sex sells, then have the sex on your screen longer. Makes sense. I don't know. That's just me, though. Uh, but absolutely everything you said, this match was awful. Um, can't wait to get off of it. Um, we get a recap of The Rock shoving Vince's face into Rikishi's ass. And then they go to Rikishi at WWF New York. Hmm. Nothing really much going on here. Uh, he says that they thought they would have to use surgery to remove Vince's head from his ass, <laughs> which is great. Um, also, did you peep the jacket that he was wearing? It was uh, it yeah, was Rikishi wear. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I could find one of those. Oh God! If you if you do, it's it's the WWE um restaurant menu. I tried to get a couple of years back too. It was an arm and two legs. Rikishi wear outfit. Um, let's see. I'm actually on a Reddit page now looking at it, which is a bad idea. Oh, have mercy. Uh, yeah. Um, shit, no. There's nothing there. Bullshit. Somebody needs to make this again. That's just a probably made for TV, which is smart on him. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so let's get this all set up here um, for the main event. And so we have for the WWF title, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle. And then for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, we have The Rock versus Chris Jericho. Now, the winner of those two matches then goes to the main event and will square off against each other. Uh, and the winner will be your new undisputed champion. I, I've i caught myself so many times saying, stopping myself from saying universal. universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happens so many times during the show. Um, so we'll start with Austin Angle. They are up first. Um, Angle is on this warpath of um, this belief that everybody should thank him for saving their jobs. Uh, but people knew that he was only doing it for himself. Um, Rock and Austin, because they essentially feuded the whole time. They're looking past Angle and they're only looking to feud with each other. Um so we kind of got this build up uh through some raws. Um Austin had a strap match against Regal. Uh Kurt attacked him after the match. Um, <laughs> um Angle teamed with Vince McMahon to take on Rock and Trish. Um they lost. Uh, Flair threatened to pull Kurt Angle out of the title picture if 
Vince didn't kiss The Rock's ass. Um, what? What? Yeah. But sure. Um. So, uh, Vince had a backup plan for Angle was intervening. Nobody's kissing anybody's ass. Um, Austin beat Angle up before he had the chance to do it. This led to this. Um, what did you think of the first of two um, semifinal matches for the Undisputed Championship? <clears throat> so, first up, we got we're Austin, Austin Angle, correct? Yep. Uh, I hated it. Whoa. Yeah. You hated this. Yeah. Um, now I knew I like again, like I knew this wasn't gonna be some, you know, Zach Saber Jr. versus uh um Brian Danielson, you know. Fair. But I thought Kurt looked really good and really crisp. And I don't know. In hindsight, going back on these matches again, Austin just was all over the place. And like, that's like, that's his gimmick. Like, I got it. He's the bionic redneck. He's a Texas rattlesnake. He's this, he's that. Again, I'm not saying he needs to be, you know, Randy Savage or and Ricky Steamboat, but. He just looked this whole match. He looked out of place. And I hate to, I kind of hate to sound like that because, again, he didn't do anything wrong. And again, you get, oh, well, Jeff, that's just Uncle Steve Austin. And like, you're right. Like, you know, but we're also going back to critique these shows, correct? You know? Um, and uh, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin, enough said. But when you have him in the ring, like when he when he wrestles Brett, fine. When he wrestled Shawn Michaels, fine. When he wrestled Angle here, like we're just Angle. Like Angle is just so calculated and so good that it just looked like he was wrestling circles around Austin. Yeah, um, just my opinion. Anyway, okay. Let me. It wasn't a bad match, but I finished it. Was like, damn, that boy Angle's a real deal. That's what I took away from it. I I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't I didn't love it or like it, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Um, I think it went a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though this one was more focused on technical. Well, they what they tried to do was focus more on technical wrestling, but they found themselves going back to that brawling. That it's kind of what Austin's move set is. It's not a technical wrestler. He's out here brawling with people. Okay, so they tried to do it. They got pulled out of it a little bit. So they bounced back and forth. Um, uh, I love the fact that Kurt Angle is giving rolling Germans now. Um. Always has been to some extent, but Carnegie was just the best. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, and again, I guess what I'm saying is not a knock on Austin, but yeah, 
I don't know, I guess Styles, right? Because again, then the next match, like Rock, you know, Rock's Rock's not gonna do gonna do anything but his arm drag, his over the top punches, you know what I'm saying? His yeah. from all the way back here, punches and kicks and all that, but I don't know. I just Austin just this just didn't look right to me. I'm being a little too harsh, but no, but you have every right to be. This is essentially a main event match that they're giving away um, third from the two end. Of them. I mean, excuse me, they're giving two main event because I mean this, this mm-hmm. the next match is a main event match as well, which again in turn makes this pay per view really good. But but yeah, um, but yeah, um, angle hits the angle slam. Only gets two. He tries to hit a stunner on Austin. He blocks it and then hits his own stunner. Gets the win. Moves on to the main event. Uh, we have a break in the action between the two. Um, Trish is trying to um, put on lip gloss, I believe, in the shower. or uh, In the bathroom, sorry. And Tess comes in. Um... <laughs> Cre- creepy test before him oh. and Scott Steiner started abusing women. Um, he show. says that he saw the thank you kiss that she gave The Rock, so he wanted to also give her a congratulations kiss. Um, weird. Yeah, not, not creepy at all. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good there. Um, and then up next, the second of two semifinal matches we have the rock take, taking on chris jericho now um jericho sent survivor series has apologized for his actions um vince punishes him by uh putting him in a match with kane uh then he got added to the Dudleys versus Rock and RVD. Um, Jericho pinned the Rock after a low blow, and that's essentially it. Yeah. Um. Throughout this, he was just still genuinely upset about uh, getting overlooked, getting looked by. Um, Rock and Austin just always locking eyes, uh, as if there will be another match to ever happen. Um. And he's just a great exception to that. So, um, what say you on this uh, second semifinal match, Jeff? Um, I, I like this one better than the first one. Of course, you do. Um, just the pace of it. Um, was it a little overbooked? Uh, yeah, you know. Well, I'll well, take it back. This actually wasn't overbooked. What we're going to get the final is actually overbooked, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this just worked better. You got Chris Jericho, you got Rock. They're entertaining. The pace is going to be up a little bit, so it worked for me here. And again, Chris Jericho even here is kind of playing the uh, um, I don't know. He has the dickhead heel. He also kind of has the what about me? What about raving deal going on? Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, and to be fair to him, I mean, if I remember this time, I remember this live, um, nobody thought Chris Jericho was winning. 
Nope. It was like, all right, all right, well, Mm-mm. we know Jericho's losing. So, you know, it's good. It's either going to be Rock or Austin, right? You know? So that's what we thought. But um, to your point, it's this is overbooked as all hell. Um, Vince is here. Distracts are all happening. But um, d- to be fair to this, it makes sense, though. Yes. Is it over? Like, is it? Is it? Is it? A, well, I take that back. Never mind, because of Booker T. Oh, yeah. Can you dig it, sucker? Yeah, never mind. This is overbooked. Um, Jericho hits Rock with a, with a rock bottom and gets the win. Okay. Can we, what did the kids say? Can we normalize or can't? Can we bring back finishers? And then can we also bring back, like, if you do someone's finisher to them, you know, it, it can put them out as well. You know what I mean? That was a great yeah. finish. That was a great finish. Yeah. You never thought in a million years now that someone could do your finish and it actually and beat you and it still protects your finish. Like that, yeah. let, let your fucking head explode on that one. I know, right? Seriously. If if Tony Khan did it, everybody, this is so good. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yes. Sorry, I wouldn't be the. It would <laughs> the, the show wouldn't be a show if I don't take shots at Tony Khan. Tony Khan, yeah. all elite wrestling, fucking con artist, really a con artist. Um, well, no rest for the weary Jeff because Jericho's celebrating his win. Stone Cold's music plays. He's out. Angle jumps Austin, hits him with a chair. Jericho tries to capitalize, but Rock hits the rock bottom, chases Angle out. So we are in a dead heat here. We are dead even as we get Jericho, Austin, winner is your undisputed champion. Um, ah. Thoughts? Uh... I think this was the right move. And back in the day, they used to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, this match, uh, Eddie winning, the undisputed belt, uh, Rey Mysterio winning. Like, you know, like they would every now and then you they would give you like a oh shit, you know, moment. Yeah. And this this for I mean this whatever you think about Chris Jericho I mean this changed his career it it, it literally changed his career because he was always good he was always Chris Jericho and it's what I tell people all the time about God what what, what do I say all the time about people with winning belts like they should have won it and lost it by now you know yeah mm-hmm. agreed you know because you can be deserving and when you go back. All you know is, well, Chris Jericho beat Rock and Austin in one night to unify the belts. You don't, you don't remember Vince. You don't remember Booker. I mean, we do. The the Mark Mark Marks do. You don't remember yeah. Booker T. But when it's all said and done in the history books, it doesn't matter. So this is a prime example of that. Because if he doesn't do this here, I mean, I, I don't know. It's easy to say now, but I don't know if he's Chris Jericho, right? I mean, he, he is, but this yeah. this put him this put him this put him on a pedestal. It did. Yeah. It took him up as a main event player. Um, also, to him being a WCW guy, because this is a WCW guy. 
this isn't, yep. you know, you're letting, I mean, I guess it, over time he became a WWFE guy, but I mean, he's a smaller guy in air quotes. Like, you know, back in this time period, he's not Triple H, he's not Test, he's not uh, 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 Rock, you know, so mm-hmm. for him to win this right here and for Vince to put his faith into Jericho like this, um, so surprising. And, and, when he wins the first match, like people cheer. When he wins, when he beats Austin, people they're not booing, but like they're they have they're silenced. They couldn't believe it. They kind of pan out, Kyle, and you see people with like you know their mouths, their jaws open, their mouths open. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's, just like when uh, Jinder Mahal won. Yeah, yeah, jeez, yeah. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. Chris yeah. Jericho, WCW Chris Jericho beats Rock and Austin and one night to unify the heavyweight belts. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to even think about how we got there too because it was so, like you said, overbooked. Um, Hebner goes down. Vince brings Nick Patrick back out. Flair takes <laughs> Nick Patrick. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Uh, no respect on Nick Patrick's name, damn right. Um, Nick Patrick is taken out. Uh, Flair's brawling with Vince now. Um, Austin low blow puts Jericho in the walls. He's tapping, no one's there to count the fall. Booker T swoops in, uh, belt shot to the head. Um, Vince gets Rohamner in the ring, counts the one, two, three, and that is all she wrote. That's it. That is it. And the way they handled his championship reign, though, not the best of scenarios, but yeah, but but you're right. But that's my point. You're right. But who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. He, he 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 did it. You know he did it. He went to the mountaintop. He beat Rocket Austin. Check check. Hey, because because in in a world where people put Shawn Michaels on a pedestal, who was champion multiple times but never could fucking draw a penny, you know, because he just wasn't that guy. Great performer, great wrestler. Um. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, nobody. I mean, you just always wanted to see Shawn Michaels get beat up. So, but it, but, you know, in that world, yeah, fuck, why not give it to Chris Jericho? Like I said, exactly, exactly, fantastic point. Uh, on that note, we close yet another chapter of a retro review, courtesy of Wrestling Purists. Um, before I announce our next episode. Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine or the X machine or whatever they want to call it these days? Jeff M. Hall 1. Excellent. You can find me at Coach Cod. Uh, You can find the pod on Twitter, TikTok, and all other socials at WPPod1. You can listen to the pod on all streaming platforms, including Apple and Spotify, all direct links can be found on our website at linktree.com slash WPPod1. And as always, 
it is the season of giving. It's the season to be jolly. If you enjoy the content and you would like to support the show, you can head over to our Buy Me a Coffee page at WPPod1, where you can make a donation. Um, Next time, and I got to say, I don't know if we've ever done this before, but our last episode of the year, we have a guest. Yeah, I know, right? I guess. Um, now I'm gonna give you a hint, and you already know who it is. But if I told you we're talking about WCW next week, who do you think it is? Uh, my man T. Lass. Yeah, that's right. Our good friend Travis Lasseter from Wrestling Recommendations back once again for the last show of 2023 from the wrestling purist we are talking wcw we're talking 96 we're talking uh the mecca the granddaddy of them all starcade oh oh boy um oh starcade headlined by uh world champion hollywood hulk hogan versus rowdy rowdy piper in a non-title match Yuck. It should be fun. Um, but as always, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Uh, we hope that you have a very safe, uh, holly, merry, uh, festive. Um, whatever, whatever you celebrate. Whatever you're celebrating. Um, enjoy your holiday. Enjoy listening. If we bring you any type of joy, um, thank thank you for that. Um, but whatever whatever brings you joy this time of year, um, just make sure you enjoy it. Spend time with family, um, and we will see you um, after Christmas Day um, with another retro review. So again, thank you so much, and. We'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.